Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon or evening, wherever you're at listening to Calvary Live. We're so glad that you've tuned in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. It's such a beautiful day here along the Front Range and throughout the state of Colorado. A beautiful time of the year. The, the leaves are changing. It's um, just gorgeous outside, um, and we're so glad that you have joined us wherever you're at. We have people listening from all over the country, even international listeners to Calvary Live right now in Ukraine and uh, Mexico and other places, so welcome. Uh, it is a new work week that we have started. I know that today uh, is a holiday, Columbus Day, and some of you may be at home relaxing or whatever the case may be for you. Uh, it is the 10th of October, and I pray that you would consider calling us. We invite you to do that. The number you just heard is 303-690-3000. That's to get on the air and talk with me, and you can ask your questions, give your prayer requests. Maybe you got a question about Christian living or maybe perhaps a question about um, you know a Bible verse, or maybe you listen to a Bible study and you need some clarity and understanding. Give me a call. That number is 303-690-3000. And then there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that's a different number. That is 720-336-0897. That's the text line. Be careful as you text. Be in a safe place, but maybe perhaps you're not able to call and you want to text in a question or a prayer request. We are here to pray for you. And uh, you can do it that way as as well. So as we have time, as every show is different. Sometimes it's packed with calls. Other times it's light on calls. And so uh, we love to have you call in, all open lines right now. So maybe perhaps you've been wanting to call Calvary Live to ask a question uh, or, you know, need prayer. Uh, this is a great time for you to do that. Grab one of those open lines, especially early in the show, uh, because as the hour goes uh, on and the hour goes by quickly, those lines can begin to fill up. But 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I pray you're doing well. Maybe perhaps you're getting ready to leave work or maybe you're just relaxing at home or whatever the case may be. Give me a call. love to talk to you. You're listening live. Those of you who are listening on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado, up into southern Wyoming, and also many radio stations across the nation that are listening live right now on Radio by Grace. You two are part of the Calvary Live family. I'm so glad that you uh, can hear us and that we're able to minister to you. Uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and I'd uh, love to talk with you. And those who are listening online from the four corners of the country, from Washington and Southern uh, California up into New England, uh, Florida, Texas, throughout the Midwest, 
Give me a call at 303-690-3000. the call-in number. Love to talk to you. You can ask your questions or give your prayer requests here on Calvary Live. we got all open lines right now, and so love to, to talk with you. Uh, those of you who are listening on Hope FM on the East Coast, Truth FM, that covers Philadelphia and Baltimore and Tennessee and uh, New Jersey, uh, you are a week delayed, but that simply means that you can call and have a conversation with me, and then you get to listen to it a week later. And a shout-out to Higher Rock Radio in Idaho as well. So Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, as I usually host on Monday, and then also um, as uh, I host on Tuesday as well. Give me a call. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. So let's go to Tracy in Mobile, Alabama. Tracy? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Yes, sir. Um, I have always was raised up to believe in the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I had a conversation with someone the other night that led me to believe that that's not true. Like I was trying to explain to them that I thought that that God was Jesus in flesh, born yes. by Mary's the Virgin Mary. Um, I don't know if yes. I'm explaining it right. Maybe no, you're I'm doing confused. fine. No, you're not confused. But there will be those who will come along and confuse you. The Trinity is a, a essential doctrine of the Christian faith, and it's there's one God. It's, it's not that there's three gods, but there's one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you explained it well, you you know, that Jesus came uh, in the flesh. And we know that even Paul talks about that when he's writing to Timothy. He says, uh, great is the godliness um, that um, God became flesh. And as we look at that, we know, I'm going to read it to you, try to find it here. Um, but you know, it's hard for us to understand because God is infinite um, and we have finite minds. So the Trinity is simply what the Bible shows us. And the Trinity is spoken of uh, in the very beginning in Genesis, in, in the um, in the verses of Genesis, in the beginning, God, um, that is Elohim, plural, uh, you know, created the heavens and the earth. Let us make man in our image. You know, we see evidence of the Trinity throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Paul talks about that great mystery uh, in First Timothy chapter 3. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory, speaking of Jesus. So we go through the Scriptures and we can see that Jesus is God. Um, that he became human flesh in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. There's so many verses that you can see that Jesus is God. Uh, We know that he received worship. We know that he forgave. Only God can do that. All those attributes of God are seen in Jesus. But we also know that the Holy Spirit is God. In the book of Acts, uh, when, um, when... uh, we know that um, there was sin in the church, and there was uh, the uh, death of 
and I'm thinking of uh, who it was of um, of Ananias and Sapphira and his wife. And in that, Peter said that you have lied to God and you've lied to the Holy Spirit. So he equates, as you read that text, the Holy Spirit to God. And so the doctrine of the Trinity is given to us very clearly in the Scriptures, an important uh, Christian doctrine of our faith. There is one God and three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, where the false doctrine comes in is that there are those who will come along, um, those who have characteristics of the cults, like the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses, and they will say that Jesus is the Son of God, but he's not equal with God. The Mormons believe that Jesus uh, was the firstborn of the um, spirits, children of God the Father and God the Mother in heaven, and Lucifer was his brother, and so they don't equate him with God. They they say that Jesus was created rather than the Creator. So that's the Christian Trinity, which our finite minds we can't fully understand, but that's what the Bible declares very clearly. And that's what I've always believed. And this particular person, you know, made the statement: "Well, if he is, if Jesus is God, then why, when he was on the cross, did he cry out?" To his father, um, you know, they my, please my forgive God, them. My God, they, why have you forsaken me? Yeah, yeah, and but that's the thing, and I think that what they confuse is that there's one God in three persons: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. Um, the Holy Spirit is not just a force. And it was interesting because I was reading an article just uh, last month about how research. Uh, of different across different denominations, how there are up to close to 40% of senior pastors that believe that the Holy Spirit is not a person of the Trinity, uh, but is just a force, uh, just kind of a concept. And that's not what the Bible teaches, but we have different roles that we have in the Trinity as well. The Father, the Son who testifies of the Father, no one has seen the Father at any time, uh, the only begotten Son, who testifies of him. You might remember that it was Philip in that upper room that asked Jesus that shows the Father that it may suffice us. And Jesus said, Philip, oh, you've been with me all this time. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, in other words, if you want to know what God is like, if you want to know the nature and the essence of God, the Father, then look at me because I represent him. The Father and I are one. He's the image of the invisible God, as Colossians says. So there's different roles as God became uh, the person of Jesus Christ through the Virgin Mary, the birth of the Virgin Mary. Um, But Jesus came and had to die. He took on human flesh to die for our sins, to make atonement for our sins. And that was very, very important. So people will say, well, how can God, you know, Jesus be God and he's dying on the cross and, and on and on and on. Uh, they go and try to they try to make human definition ways that you know that we can understand in a concept that we can't fully understand because God is incredible, God is awesome, uh, and God is um, He's infinite, and we can't fully understand with our finite minds. Exactly. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I they were making me question things, and I, it's worried me all day. And I, I said, I have you know, to... Tracy. Tracy, who is they? Is it somebody like? <laughs> this, it, it was just a particular friend of mine that we were we were talking okay. about it on the phone, and I, I just 
yeah. kind of like and- it kind of like become a little bit of a disagreement. And I, I said, I, you know, I don't want to argue about God. That's that's not a good <laughs> thing to do. But well, the best thing that you can do, Tracy, is you know research this and show them from the scriptures. And it's it's good for. And the reason I'm asking for a couple reasons and um, is number one is that sometimes there are those of the cults that will come along. And if you're not established in the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of salvation, um, if you're not established in the Word of God, they will pull you away. And one of the things that they do is they say, well, you're wrong. You know, you're wrong. Uh, about this, and and we have the right answer, and then they'll slip in their false doctrine. But other times, it just may be a friend, what you're talking about, that they're not grounded in the Word of God. So, Tracy, what you want to be able to do is research it and show the Trinity um, and be able to say, listen, Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, the Father is God, and to make that clear so that they have understanding and I think you're right. You don't have to get into a big argument. You know, I've never argued anyone into the kingdom. I've never argued anyone into, um, you know, believing the truth of God's word. But I can show them. I can give a defense and show them that this is what God's word declares. And I believe the Bible, and the Bible is true. And oftentimes, many times, that that person just doesn't know what the Bible says. They just heard it from somebody else. Or they just, you know, you know, um, think this way. But you do have the Word of God to be able to show them to where you don't have to argue, but you can give a defense and you can give a good answer, and it's going to help them. And I think that you have the Spirit just talking with you to be able to do that and to help your friend to understand that the Trinity is a really important, um, you know, doctrine of the Christian faith. Because, you know, for a long time, I didn't really fully understand it in when I grew up, and to to understand that, oh, wow, that God came in the person of Jesus Christ and died for me. Um, And that was amazing to me. And I think that uh, you'll help your friend as you just kind of research it and be able to to have those verses of Acts chapter 5 of, you know, Jesus' statements of deity in the Gospels, uh, the Trinity that's seen in the Old Testament. And I think you'll be able to be a blessing to your friend. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I I thank you so much for you, for answering that and clearing that up for me. You bet, Tracy. And I appreciate you calling Calvary Live. Yes, sir. No problem. You have a blessed day. You too. God bless you. All right. We got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Love to talk with you. All open lines. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Text line 720-336-0897. That's the text line. You can text a question or a prayer request, but love to talk to you. Maybe you got a question. You know, the Trinity is really um, uh, just, you know, something we can't fully understand, but we can understand what the Bible declares. And that is one God, not three gods, but one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it is amazing to think that God in the person of Jesus Christ came and died for you and for me and uh, and um, made atonement for our sins. So give me a call. Grab one of those open lines on this Monday. Love to talk with you, answer your questions, show you scripture, uh, anything that we can talk about. In the meantime, as we have open lines, we're going to go to the text line. And one of the questions is, 
Can you tell me what godly character is? And I think that's a very good question because uh, the Lord desires for us to show godly character. What is character all about? It's our conduct. It's it's our behavior. And I think there's two portions of Scripture is that question is asked that I think about. And one is in First Timothy chapter four verse twelve uh, that Paul is writing to young Timothy, Timothy who was a, a convert of Paul, uh, was faithful to minister alongside of Paul, joined Paul in the missionary journeys on when Timothy was just young, on Paul's second missionary journey. And Timothy ministered with Paul, faithful to him. Paul says, I have no one that is like-minded, Timothy. And uh, he had a great love, a son in the faith uh, for Timothy. And he's writing Timothy this letter uh, towards the end of his life, Paul, uh, towards the end of his ministry. And he says that, Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word and conduct in love and spirit and faith and purity. And I think that's an important verse concerning godly character uh, because um, it tells us that we are to be an example to others. We're to be an example to others in those things of behavior and conduct, godly example in love and spirit in faith and purity. Because if we say that we're a Christian and we're living like the world, our speech is crude, our speech is um, you know, negative, our speech is tearing people down, that's not godly character. And if our conduct is that of the world, if our conduct is um, just uh, being mean or, or selfish or whatever it is, that's not godly conduct. So very important portion of Scripture. But I also, I like, let me see, it's, yes, in Psalm 15, that David writes about, you know, godly character. And he says, who may abide in your tabernacle and who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness, speaks the truth in his heart, does not backbite with his tongue, does uh, evil to his neighbor, uh, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. Uh, It's not a vile person. Uh, He is one that fears the Lord and does not bring hurt in the things that he says does not rip people off, take money as usury, nor take a bride. So he's talking about that, about godly character. So it's very important that we have that godly character in our speech, in our conduct, our behavior, our faith, our purity, our love to others, because it really tells others of the reality of Jesus Christ in our lives. And it also is a witness to others, because we believe not only the gospel, but we live it as well. So very important question. I appreciate uh, you who wrote that in and text that in. And I think it's something for all of us that we want to pray that we have that godly character. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Got an open line. Let's go to Jay in Colorado. Uh, Hi, Pastor. Jeff, how are you? I am good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Okay, well, I uh, I have stage 4 terminal cancer. I can't talk very good, and I can't talk very long. I just wanted prayer for my, uh, my wife and I, because uh, once I pass away, she's going to be facing some difficult financial situations. 
absolutely. Father, I pray for Jay as he barely has a voice, as the cancer is in his body, stage four, as he's at, Lord, the the end of days. He calls, and Lord, with all his strength, he asks for prayer, and we lift him up to you. We pray for your touch upon him. And Lord, um, I just pray for his wife, that she's going to face the challenges and the difficulties um, as his days come to an end, as you take him home. And Lord, I just pray that you would provide for her. Lord, that you would help her. Lord, that you would um, work. And Lord, just just be with, with Jay right now. Just bring him comfort and bring him strength. And Lord, whatever your will is for him is... Lord, I know that you hold, as Daniel says, every breath we take in your hands. And I just pray that um, that we'd have a peace because we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Lord, as he's a, a husband that cares for those left behind, that you would just take care of his wife. And I just pray that you give her the strength that she needs, the comfort that she needs, the provision, the protection that she needs. And Lord, that you would show yourself strong on her behalf. Lord, I just I just pray for Jay. I just pray for his wife. I just pray for this couple that, uh, Lord, that they would perceive your presence and receive your peace. And Lord, that um, you would just work in a wonderful, powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. You I appreciate that. You bet, Jay. God bless you. I'll be praying for you, okay? Okay. Got two open lines, 303-690-3000, calling number, text line 720-336-0897. Life is so fragile. It's so fragile. And I'm very grateful that we have a living hope. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and um, But it's hard and it's difficult, the sufferings that we go through. And we know that the Lord will keep us through it all, that he will minister to us. And um, we can call out to him and he hears us and he loves us and he invites us to call out to him. So maybe you got a prayer request. We want to continue to pray for you, answer your questions. So we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. And that gets you on the air. And then the text line, 720336 0897, let's go to Littleton, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Hey, what's going on? How are you? You're on Calvary Live. All right. Yeah, man. So I've just been, you know, down on my luck, and, um, you know, I'm kind of in between. You know, just got laid off from my recent job. haven't really found one in the past six weeks, and uh, things are just getting tough, and you know, I uh, I just kind of, you know, just need some advice, some practical advice to kind of help me get through this because I'm not I'm not real sure what to do. Well, and and I'm sorry you're going through it as you're going through a a difficult time as you're going through um, discouragement down on your luck, um, and you're doing the right thing right now by calling and asking for prayer. And it's in these seasons that we go through of discouragement and being, um, you know, going through difficulties and having needs 
um, to keep close to the Lord, to be in prayer, and that's what you're doing right now, to continue to pray, to um, look to the Lord, to draw close to him. I think, Stephen, what happens is, is a lot of times when we go through difficulties, we tend to pull away from the Lord. Uh, rather than drawing close to the Lord. If we're hurting, we go through a loss, we go through difficulties. But I think some practical things for you as well, Stephen, is you know, be with the body of Christ, be in a church where you can receive prayer, where you can be encouraged by the brethren, um, a church where you're learning the Word of God, a church where you're going to be prayed for, a church where you can get godly advice from from guys, a men's study, a men's fellowship that will help you. And I think it's really important because um, because it's hard when you're alone. It's hard when you feel isolated. And that's one of the things that the enemy wants to do. He wants to isolate you. He wants to to make you feel alone and overwhelmed and scared and anxious and all of this. But the brethren is really important for us to have fellowship, that you can find strength, you can receive prayer, that's a practical thing for you to do and uh, to be there to be a help for you. So drawing close to the Lord, being in fellowship with other believers is so important and um, and so important for you, and it's going to be a help for you. We really need each other. And one of the things that we learned from this whole COVID thing when the churches shut down is people ended up being isolated, and we've come to really, it was magnified to us how much we do need the body of Christ and and. Uh, particularly when we go through trials and difficulties, to have the brethren that's there that can build us up, pray for us, encourage us in every way. So, Lord, I pray for Stephen. I just pray that as he's down on his luck, as he's discouraged, that he be able to find a church. He be able to find a church that he can go to, be a part of, and uh, he can be a part of a men's study, get to know some godly men that will build him up and help him. Lord, I just pray that you would provide for him that you would guide him in every way. So, Lord, just uh, be with uh, Stephen as um, he's just discouraged, but he would know that you love him and that you care about his needs. And when our heart is overwhelmed, we can cry out to you. And that's he's asking for prayer and that he would continue on with you in trusting in you that, um, that you care about him and your promises are true, that you'll supply all our needs in Christ Jesus, but also resting in you, resting in um, what you're doing in his life, that you would direct him to those who can help. But Lord, we know that you are our help, even as the psalmist says that you're our help, a very present help, um, that Stephen would know that you are his help today. So may he know that there's always hope and there's there's always um, uh, that that is available in, in peace and comfort that comes from you, and to be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, letting his requests be known to God, and the peace of God that would rule in his heart. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, God bless you, Stephen. I, I we'll appreciate be that. That's some, uh, yeah. you know, some just wonderful advice, and uh, I'll just keep on, I'll yeah. just keep on Stay growing. Stay close to the Lord. Keep on moving. Yeah, keep keep growing. Keep keep close to the Lord. Find some good fellowship, and it's going to be a blessing to you. 303-690-3000 is calling number. Listen, we got an open line. We're about ready to go to break. It's the only break of the show, 
And then we're going to pick up Steve in Castle Rock and Marissa uh, in Georgia. So if you guys can hang on and we'll come back to the phone lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. But we got an open line, plenty of time to answer your questions, to pray for you, to encourage you in any way that we can. Uh, So grab one of those open lines. And I'm so glad to be with you on Calvary Live uh, here on this Monday. And uh, you hear the music, that that means we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back on the other side of the break. 303-690-3000, to call the number. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'll be right back to take your calls and your questions and prayer requests. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live on this Monday on Columbus Day. So good to be with you in this beautiful evening here in Colorado. Such a beautiful time of the year. I pray you're doing well. So we got an open line so give me a call at 303-690-3000 and the text line for texting a question or a prayer request is 720-336-0897. I would encourage you to download the Grace FM mobile app and and that's going to be a tremendous blessing to you. Um, and uh, you can just listen to wonderful teaching 24-7 uh, and you can listen to Calvary Live and it's going to be a tremendous blessing to you. But also put those numbers in your archives uh, or your contact, that is, and then you can just pull them up and you can be a part of Calvary Live. So we got an open line. Grab one of those open lines. And so good to be with you on this Monday. Let's go to Steve in Castle Rock. Hi, Steve. Steve? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, I can. You're on Calvary Live. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Hey, just thinking about from a biblical perspective how ugly and even destructive Pride is. Just want to see what your thoughts maybe are on a practical level of how does a person grow in humility? Well, I think a person grows in humility as they grow in, in Christian character. Um, we were talking about somebody had texted in, you know, what is um, godly character? And it is humility. And I think Philippians talks a lot about that, kind of gives the definition of humility. Uh, as we look at it. And Paul, as he's writing, he is writing to the Christians um, because there was a conflict. And I think that uh, humility is just, um, as Jesus speaks about it practically in the Gospels, uh, he would say that, um, you know, to humble yourself, um, dying to self, it means being a servant of all is what you're to do not trying to exalt yourself, not trying to, uh, you, you know, lord over others, because he said that's that's what the Gentiles do. Uh, but mm-hmm. in humility, it's uh, Paul writing to them. Um, he, he says, because the church wasn't humility, he says, mm-hmm. fulfill my joy in chapter 2 by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, one mind. He said, let nothing be done through self selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. 
let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but for the interests of others. Um, so mm. that's one definition of humility. And then he gives the ultimate example of Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, made himself in no reputation, taken on the form of a bondservant. So it's mm. it's not doing things, trying to exalt yourself, uh, selfish ambition, conceit. Um, you're esteeming others better than yourself. You're looking out for others' interests as well. We know that in the book of Romans, when Paul writes 11 chapters of incredible theology, that he then says that we are, are to be a living sacrifice, chapter 12. Chapters 12, 13, um, particularly 14, this is how you live for Christ. Uh, now that you know how to be justified in Christ, now you know about justification uh, and then sanctification, the work of the Spirit in your life. He says that you are to be a living sacrifice because of the mercies of God, uh, to know what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And he begins to give a rapid fire on how it is that you can live for the Lord. And the very first thing that he says I find very interesting is he says, don't think too highly of yourself. And um, and that's a good um, advice for us. Um, and then he goes on to say, be kindly affectionate. Uh, you are to give preference to one another. Uh, be fervent in spirit, you know, all these things, be hospitable. So all those are marks of humility. And I think that humility is just each and every day saying, Lord, help me to be humble, because pride um, is something that is not spoken of in a positive way at all in the Scriptures. Uh, We know that from the book of Proverbs, from what happens in pride. Um, And it's, it's just a terrible sin. So it's a work of the Spirit because we're not, most of us are not naturally humble. Uh, we live in a culture and a society where we want to be elevated, we want to be seen, we want to be noticed, we want to lord over others, we want to tell others what to do, we want the best seat at the table. So you can actually go through the scriptures and you can see how Jesus talks about that don't elevate yourself, be the servant of all, receive a child in my name. Um, and don't lord over others. And then the scriptures in the epistles as well, talking about humility. And it's just every day praying, Lord, give me humility. Lord, work that in my life. I have no reason to boast, that I boast in Christ alone. And I like what Paul, he kind of says in First Thessalonians chapter 4, um, for me, that I always go back to, is he says that you lead a quiet life, work with your hands, mind your own business. And I like that. Um, You know, just lead a quiet life and serve others. And you know how humility works in that, Steve, is that sometimes we like to use that word, I'm a servant of the Lord. But really where we can tell we're, we're a servant of the Lord is, are we humbled? And, you know, how do we react when we're treated like a servant? And, and that bit, is a, yeah, go I was, ahead. I was going to say it's a little counterintuitive because on one hand, it's easier in some ways to say I'm a servant of the Lord. It's much yeah. more demanding and tactical to say I'm a servant of people because I'm a servant of the Lord. And that's how I want to live in my relationships. But, you know, maybe I don't know what you think about this, but tying those two big themes in Philippians together of joy and humility, 
I wonder if humility is the path to joy. Yeah, I think it is. And because the theme of Philippians is joy. And you're not going to have true joy. And here's the thing, Steve, that we hear a lot in the church today about happiness. You know, God wants you to be happy. That's a popular message in some circles of Christianity. And listen, I'm all for happiness, but the Lord wants to give us something much richer and much deeper, and that is joy. And we can have joy through difficult circumstances, that joy that is inexpressible, uh, that the Bible talks about, that Paul talks about even in the book of Philippians. But joy comes from being humble, as Paul writes, chapter 4 of Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. And it is a pathway, because I don't think that you can have true joy if you're arrogant, if you're prideful, um, if you're carrying on those characteristics in your heart, you're not going to experience the true joy of the Lord that he wants to give to us. Honestly, I've never really made that clear of a distinction between those two, but that's really helpful. I appreciate you. You bet, Steve, and I appreciate you calling. Mm-hmm. Okay, take care. All right, you too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Text me a question or a prayer request on this day. Let's go to Marissa in Georgia. Marissa? Yes, hi. How are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Okay. Well, first, uh, I just want to say thank you um, for this wonderful programming and this awesome radio station. It was truly a blessing. I've learned so much listening to you all, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, and also, uh, I'm not calling for a prayer request. It's more of a clarification. Um, okay. I have a daughter who um, left home at the age of 18. I couldn't stop her at the time. She was in love. She thought she had all the answers. Um, hey, hey, Marissa. Hey, Marissa. Do you have your radio yeah. on? Okay. Can you turn it down for me, and I'll hear you just a little bit better. Okay. Radio's off. There. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, you have yes, a daughter. I was saying, my daughter left home at the age of 18. She thought she was in love and uh, stayed away from home many, many years. Came back several years later. And um, when she came back, she just wasn't the same. Um, I noticed uh, that her heart wasn't in the right place for a better choice of words. Um, she has brought a lot of mayhem into our family. I have three boys and one daughter, and she's the girl. And she has brought, she has done a lot of hurtful things and said a lot of hurtful things. And even then, I remain by her side because she has a daughter that I truly love. And I wanted to be as supportive, and I wanted to be there for her as much as possible. So even then, I remained with her, never mentioned to her that I knew these things of her. Um, in the meantime, she's also, she was also causing a lot of disrespectful things and a lot of trouble with my son. Um, and uh, it got to the point to where, you know, she did something terribly where the authorities had to get involved in my family because of this. And that evening, I felt that I had to draw the line um, because of her, of, of her ways. I couldn't take it anymore, and I decided to remove myself from her life. It, it took everything within me. It was very hurtful to do. Um, 
but I, I felt that I had to do that because um, I did it in hopes of maybe God will step in in her life and open yeah. her eyes to how important her family is and how much we love her and how much I yeah. love her. And my doors will always be open to her, but I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I just want to make sure that, you know, according to the Bible, I haven't done yeah. anything wrong. Well, yeah, and th- that's a difficult situation because, you know, being a parent of children, and we love our children, and we want to help them. We want to be a part of their lives. But when it, it comes to, um, you know, our relationship, whether it's with parents and children, uh, when it comes to uh, those things, you know, it, it reminds me of Jesus said, he said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword to divide, you know, mother from daughter and father from son and and these relationships that end up being strained and severed and we will always love them but you know when you become a christian and and there's a couple things here that when you become a christian you know sometimes it brings that relationships that are strained when you're a believing parent or you're a believing um daughter son and then um you have relationships with family that they're not Christians, or maybe they are in a place where they're just bringing mayhem, they're bringing difficulties, they're just harming uh, the rest of the family. And that's a difficult situation, asking for God's um, peace and God's direction and stuff, because we want to keep those relationships, but there are times where it becomes harmful, it becomes toxic, and and it's hard to speak specifically on, because it's different for everybody and it's different for you. But in your case, that there are times where um, somebody in the family comes in and they begin to just cause problems and difficulties and hurt, that it's okay to back off from that and to say that you can't do this. You can't conduct yourself in this way. You can't hurt us. You can't, you know, come and be harsh, whatever the case may be. And it's, it's, you know, you know what it is and the Lord knows what it is. But you have to protect your family, and it's not okay. And it's and to say that this is sin, this is wrong. I love you, daughter. I love you very much. We want to have a relationship with you, but you can't hurt the family. You can't come in and cause problems and difficulties. And you you, you don't have to be a doormat to to be walked on and be taken advantage of or to be hurt by. And I think that um, you can uh, make that to where they understand that. We want to have a relationship with you. We want to, to uh, be able to talk with you. We, we love you. But you set the boundaries, and you set the boundaries to where they can't come in and just keep causing hurt. Um, I know for me, for example, um, as a pastor of the church, if I have somebody that comes into the church and just really is causing problems that is really, um, you know, hurting people or, or um, coming against people or, or causing division or whatever, we will deal with it. I'll deal with it because I'm called to be a shepherd. I'm call, call, called to guard, to protect, um, to protect the, the um, sheep that are here. And anyone who comes in and does that, it's not right. It's not right to to cause division. And matter of fact, the verse that comes to me is in the book of Titus, 
where Titus says that um, that you are to um, to see what it says here that you're to reject a divisive person after the first and second um, warning that is given, and so here's the thing: you're not um, called to be one that is just uh, taking all the the um, you know, things that are happening that's causing division, whatever it might be. But you can protect that, and you can set the boundaries. And I believe that the Lord speaks of those things. Um, it says here, yes, chapter 3, verse 10 of Titus, um, that rejected the vice of man after the first and second admonition. Um, and that's something that we can do. Not that you're going to reject them in, in totality as uh, your daughter, but to say, listen, we, we just, we're not going to allow this hurt and this to come into our lives all the time. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that because um, I just, I really did try to keep my children together as a family. You know, I'm, I'm out of 10 children. I'm the only one who cared for my mom and her last days. And to me, it means a lot to be with my children and my grandchildren. So it's so a lot, and it was very hard for me to separate myself from her. Um, yes. But I just, you know, I just pray that, you know, God comes into her life and reveals to her that you know, family is all we have here, aside from the Lord, of course. And, yeah. um, and I and think you can do that. And, you know, you have a heart. You know, we love our, our family. We love our kids, and it is very difficult, and it's not a fun thing to do. But for the health and the spiritual health of your family to protect them, you know, the grandkids, whatever it might be, you know what you're dealing with, that you can set those um, boundaries and to reaffirm your love to her. We love you. I love you. I want to have a close relationship, but this is not healthy and this is not good and it's wrong and it's sin. And um, I'm not going to allow you to continue to do this, to bring division, to bring hurt, to bring pain into the family. We just can't do that. And um, and then how she reacts to that is really up to her. Well, yeah, I already seen a reaction. Um, <laughs> it was very clear um, that she felt that nothing on her part was being done wrong. So, but uh, you know, yeah. I shall continue to wait on God, and I shall continue to keep my doors open to her because I love her regardless. All right, let me pray for you, okay? Father, I pray for Marissa. Um, I just pray that you be with her, that you would give her wisdom, you give her guidance. And Lord, I just pray that you would just uh, give her the words to speak and she'd speak the truth in love. That Lord, that I pray for restoration. I pray for um, her daughter that's bringing this hurt that would understand what she's doing. And it's it's uh, not in her interest or, or your interest that she continue to do this that there be healing, restoring, um, there be that that would take place uh, in this family. And just be with Marissa. She loves her daughter. She loves her family to continue to just be able to minister to her as she is able to, um, to be able to protect the rest of the family. Lord, you know the situation, and it is hard. It's very difficult. And I just pray that you would work um, in bringing restoration, restoring forgiveness, healing, um, between her and her daughter and all of the family. Um, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you so much for that. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. All right, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I believe we got all open lines right now. Text line 720-336-0897. That's the text line. And so I'd love for you to be able to, to ask a question or, or to give me a call. we got time. we got all open lines. So I'd love for you to be able to give me a call real quick. Let's go to the text line and see what we have there as we got some time. Um, as we, uh, have, um, let's see, let's read this to somebody who's thanking, being encouragement for the teachers on, uh, Calvary, uh, not just Calvary Live, but on Grace FM. You know, it is a blessing. Pray for the teachers, uh, that are on Grace FM, but also that are on, Radio by Grace or Truth or Hope FM on Christian Radio, uh, because there can be a lot of attack. There can be a lot of spiritual attack that comes because Satan is called the Prince of the Power of the Air. We've invaded his airspace, you know, his territory. And so pray for your Christian radio station. I believe Christian radio is so important and, and support them. Whatever Christian radio station that you're listening to, be sure to support that Christian radio station, whether it's uh, Radio by Grace or Truth FM, Higher Rock, Hope FM, or Grace FM. And uh, especially as we're going to be closing the year uh, and uh, and starting 2023 here in just a few months, uh, thinking about those things, and uh, be sure to support and pray for them more than anything. So appreciate that, um, that comment that you are tremendously blessed uh, by that. One of the other questions that came in is... Um, that uh, about the Trinity. Uh, we were talking about the Trinity. Hi, Pastor Jeff, in support of the Trinity. John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So appreciate that, Greg, and, and just lots of, of texts uh, in the Scripture uh, that um, is uh, mentioned uh, in the Scriptures to show the Trinity, uh, even though it's hard for us. Clear back in Genesis uh, in the book of Isaiah, remember that it was um, that Isaiah heard the words of the Lord, who shall go for us uh, in the plural? And he said, send me, uh, I will go. And so all kinds of, of verses that are there for you as well. Let's go to Linda and Berthet. Hi, Linda. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Um, I just we, wanted how, us to pray for this family. Go ahead. Um, this mom, a couple of days back, the pit, two pit bulls they owned attacked her little nine-month-old, or five-month-old son and her two-year-old daughter and um, killed them, and she's in a hospital because she got bit pretty bad. And they're dead, the two kids. I'm sorry to use that word. I hate to say they're with Jesus right now. But I just, I can't even imagine, imagine what she must be every morning when she wakes up her eyes at the hospital. I mean, she opens uh, her eyes. I am um, so sorry. I am so sorry. Let's pray. Father, this this very difficult um, situation of this um, this mom in Tennessee whose babies were killed by pit bulls, uh, vicious dogs, and this deadly attack, and then her herself that is recovering or fighting for her own life, 
Lord, um, it's hard to understand it, to put in words. We don't know what to say, except, Lord, that somehow you would work. And that, Lord, we, we know that these two children, these precious two children are with you. So we give thanks for that. But, Lord, for a mom who is recovering, injured, um, a mom who um, has lost her children and um, and a dad. And I just pray that you would bring comfort to them somehow. I pray for um, her healing of her wounds, comfort in her heart. Lord, for um, the father, Lord, that's grieving so much. We, we don't even know what to say in times like this. But, Lord, we pray that you would uh, minister your grace and your mercy. And, Lord, and that you would just, um, we lift them up to you for you to work. And, Lord, we know that you're there in the midst of even tragedy and difficulty. So, Lord, I just pray uh, for them. I just pray uh, for those who have surrounded the family of um, others. I pray that there would be Christians that would be around. We weep with those who weep, and Lord, we do weep at this, and we just commit it all to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Linda, so sorry. Thank you. I just heard on the news about her. I mean, my dad, I had a similar situation a few years ago, and it's, I mean, I can't even till this day, I still picture the same thing over yeah. my head, and I can't even imagine what she's going through. I can't. Yeah, I'm so yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. And um and we'll we'll be praying. Right. Thank you. Bless you and your family, Pastor Jeff. Thank you thank, for everything thank you. you do. You bet, Linda. God bless you. All right, so sad. A lot of tragedy in in the world today. Hard things we you know, we had uh recently here in uh Colorado. Um uh, another similar thing that happened over on the western slope a grandmother who died and and then um you know a 12 year old boy that was severely injured because of a deadly dog attack and it's just just hard when you hear those things it reminds me let me read to you from psalm 61 when you know we're we are hear these things on the news and there's a lot of things that we hear on the news um that is the shootings and our young people being killed and the tragedies that happened. And, you know, we've been seeing it and we hear it. It happens and it touches our lives in a very personal way, doesn't it? And even this summer, as um, a good friend of, of mine, uh, uh, Scott and Nancy Cox, you know, who pastored Calvary Chapel Windsor, his death, and then uh, other things that have happened, uh, it just gets overwhelming at times. And uh, I just... Think about what David wrote in Psalm 61 when he said, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed, and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy, and I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And Lord, um, he just calls out and um, I'm glad that he gives us hope and he gives us help in the time of trouble and difficulties. But to know this, that in those times that we can call out to the Lord 
when our hearts are just overwhelmed. And these are overwhelming things that we hear about. And and to just to weep with those who weep. And we don't have the answers. We don't. And and sometimes people will say, why? To me as a pastor, people ask me in times of loss and difficulty and tragedy, why? And I, I don't know why. And I don't try to answer why. But I can give them, you know, the, the compassion of Christ, um, the the comfort of Christ, even as Paul would write that he comforts us in all our tribulations and trials. As he writes about that time where he says that we came out of Asia, we were pressed beyond measure. And maybe you're going through a difficult time right now that the Lord sees and he hears and um, he, he knows. And just to be able to call out to him when your heart is overwhelmed, um, maybe you're at the end of your world and to find that hope and comfort in the Lord. So we end the show, Lord, by just praying for those who are really hurting, who have gone through loss. We see it all around us and that we would know that um, that we can call out to you and, Lord, that you're there and you haven't left us as orphans. And, Lord, for you to bring the comfort that those who need it right now need, the strength that they need, Lord, the assurance um, that you are with us, and Lord, your promises are are true for us. So, Lord, um, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for today. And, Lord, we pray for blessing upon everyone this evening in Jesus' name. Hey, be back tomorrow at this same time on Calvary Life. God bless you, and have a good evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.